Well, as Money Talk was suspended yesterday for the T8, I have double the questions for my guest today. So here for a quick fire session is Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning, Stephen. Nice to see you um, in our Admiralty studio. And Chi Lo, Senior Market Strategist APAC, BNP Paribas Asset Management. Good morning, Chi. Morning, how are you? Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us today. So let's start off with the Hong Kong exchange, because it was closed yesterday because of a T8 typhoon Signal 8. How unique is that for an exchange to close due to adverse natural events? Um, For example, I believe Singapore has never closed. Alex? I think uh, from as time goes on and technology advances, I think that the need actually is uh, reduced. Um, there's some resistance that met, uh, uh, um, uh, from the um, smaller brokers, but I think uh, eventually probably we need to remove uh, that kind of uh, um, um, arrangements. I think uh, probably we, need, we eventually I think uh, we probably would do business uh, during Typhoon Eight. Yeah. I mean, small traders, I believe, only make up 5% of the market. So shouldn't we be looking at what's good for the whole of Hong Kong? Yeah, right. I think, uh, yeah, as uh, electronics uh, trading so would be more dominant, I think uh, that uh, need actually uh, would be reduced. So uh, we are looking, we, we would be more, uh, we would be better with, uh, without this kind of a suspension. Any ideas of what timeline you think this new regulation will be introduced? Uh, knowing Hong Kong is, uh, is quite slow, I think uh, probably we, we po- probably take the discussions for, for 6 to 12 months, so at least. So probably the fastest will be next year. And Chi, anything to add? And how damaging do you think it is for the Hong Kong exchange to close for a day? Well, I don't know. I mean, people don't trade and definitely you lose trading revenues for exchange and then other people will lose opportunities to make money. But on the other hand, some other people will lose opportunity to lose money. So on that basis, it's difficult to say. But if I remember it correctly, there has already been a proposal to uh, keep the exchange open this regarding weather issues and stuff. So I believe that will go ahead um, sometime soon. And as Alex mentioned, could be next year, could be sooner. I don't know. Okay, let's wait for news on that. Now, there's been a flurry of economic data. I think that's an understatement um, from China over the last few days. What are your thoughts on China's economic recovery? And was there anything in the figures that might have changed your mind from what you were originally thinking, Chi? Uh, well, if you look at the growth momentum uh, we've observed uh, in China over the past half year or so, it's obvious that the incremental easing measures have not been effective on sustaining the growth momentum. And that's why the Chinese stock market has been disappointed and has underperformed since March this year. Now, I can understand uh, Beijing's argument for keeping the easing measures light. Uh, and, and that is structurally sound. The argument is strong because uh, China doesn't want to go back to the old model of debt fueled supply expansion driven growth model. It wants to balance structural reform and debt reduction with GDP growth. So, but that is the structural perspective, which is not necessarily good for the economy in the short term cyclical perspective. The cyclical risk that Beijing is facing is that the, these incremental measures may not be sufficient to keep growth momentum going, uh, which means that there is a risk that GDP growth could undershoot the 5% target. And the probability of that outcome, uh, in my view, is not very small. It could be as high mm. as 40 to 
because currently there are two big drags in the market, in the economy, and that is confidence loss and the bad property market. So Beijing has to deal with that cyclically. And, and what stimulus do you see potentially coming out of Beijing that might be more effective than the previous measures? Well, from a macro perspective, I think Beijing will probably have to have broader easing measures in addition to, you know, the, the hesitant uh, interest rate cuts, I call it. Um, you know, we, we could see, you know, another round of cuts in a whole slew of interest rates, but not just one or two. Uh, cuts in the triple R, further reaction in property markets. Uh, for, the st- for the capital market, we could see, um, um, you know, relaxation on IPOs and so on, especially for offshore markets um, and, and so on. And, you know, more fiscal spending, and I think the market is priced in increase in fiscal spending uh, because of increase in uh, special government uh, bond measures. Point here is that Beijing has to do things more. Uh, aggressively to convince the market, to convince the system that it means to protect growth so that confidence can return. If confidence doesn't return, forget about consumption recovery, forget about growth momentum. I mean, the the, the economy will be stuck in doldrums. Yeah, and I think the latest data is probably making confidence less. Uh, JP Morgan and Citigroup have both downgraded their forecast for China growth to 5%, which is alongside the Chinese government's target. Um, But nonetheless, I think it's uh, losing a a lot of confidence. Uh, Alex, do you think this is going to prompt them the danger of missing their 5% target? Is it going to prompt a bigger stimulus? What are your thoughts? I think uh, that would uh, definitely prompt to uh, pick up his stimulus. Um, and but the market actually, I think, uh, want the government to to assure that uh, the the private sectors will lead the growth again. I think uh, last week we are seeing a change in stance from the authorities. We are basically last week uh, we get um, the premier to talk up the um, internet sectors and I think uh, that is a change uh, critically um, because I think uh, the market doesn't trust the ability of those SOEs uh, to, lead the, to lead the economy so probably uh, they, would more, more, be, be, they would give more power to the private sectors I think uh, that probably would change the, the whole game and I think this is a confidence issue so they need to convince the market that uh, those uh, companies like Alibaba and Tencent will be the leaders again for, for to, to take China out of this doldrum. So, Alex, how confident are you that they will be able to add confidence to the China market and um, that they will hit their 5% target? In the meantime, I think there's a quick chance of a miss uh, for the target. I think we need to really see um, the confidence back uh, because the private sectors uh, probably would be quite crucial to take up the employment. So I think uh, uh, right now there's a confidence issue in the markets and also in the real economy uh, by the private sectors. And I think uh, we need to see a change in that. And we are seeing good signs, but uh, in the meantime, probably uh, people are still not convinced, as just, uh, just like me. So probably people just cover their swords or just uh, take up a light positions. But uh, for the real economy to take up, we need to have uh, more convictions uh, on that sense. Okay. Well, it looks like Alex and Chi are aligned there with that there's quite a strong risk that um, China may not meet its 5% growth target. Some interesting comments from Janet Yellen over the weekend that she is keen to work with China on areas of global interest, including debt. What are your reactions to this, Chi? I think 
well, what, what Yellen said over the weekend was certainly of global interest, and it makes a lot of, a lot of sense. Um, evidence shows, especially on the on issue of decoupling, you know, helping, uh, working with China to address debt issues and, and stuff like that, it, it, it makes all good sense. Now, when you look at evidence, uh, U.S. decoupling from China is a myth, so far at least. Because China is still receiving net FDI inflows, including those in the U.S., despite play war, despite the anecdotal evidence that some big U.S. companies reshore back, French or to other places. Uh, there, there's no trend of uh, FDI leaving China on Mars. Even on trade, when you look at uh, China-U.S. trade, decoupling is still a myth. Um, it is true that U.S. has imported less from China since the trade war. It's been buying more from Asia and Mexico, thinking that it could, would replace Chinese import by Asian import and so on. And as a matter of fact, Europe is doing the same thing. Now, the fact is that China has been supplying Asia with inputs and capital for making exports that the region sells directly to the developed world, including the U.S. and Europe. So in other words, the U.S. is buying indirectly from China via Asia. Yeah. The decoupling is not there. So what Yellen said was basically, you know, it makes all sense. And I think what we need to know uh, uh, to see is rational policy decision, decision to follow up. Um, Alex? Mm, I think I concur, actually. Um, this is... Um uh, it is not possible for China to and 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 and, and U.S. to decouple, and and actually uh, they make the middleman, uh, which uh, in the current arrangements. So I think that it makes sense. But uh, the 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 point is, I think uh, we probably uh, may still see. Uh, the U.S. Uh, to to reduce the reliance and try to outsource uh, from countries like India, which probably may not have not too much a uh, relationship to with China, uh, in that kind of arrangement. So I think uh, the 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 the, 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 the reliance actually would be reduced, and I think uh, the overall stance would still be uh, to reduce reliance on Chinese Chinese uh, manufacturing. Now, there's quite a lot of hoo-ha over the germanium um, export controls and the other precious metal. Um, is that a threat or is trading going to be able to take place via third party Asian countries for that? What are your thoughts, Chi? Uh, well, those two metals, minerals, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, China has a lot of control on, the, on that. If I read the numbers correctly, China has, I don't know, control of 80 percent or more. Uh, of production, supply, and market in the world of those two um, uh, metals, m- minerals, something like rare earth. So China does have an edge on, you know, holding other countries uh, hostage uh, by, you know, restricting supply uh, of these kind of uh, metals and, and minerals. Uh, but I think it, it, it all depends on whether the Chinese mean what they say, and what they say has been that it wants to make sure that the global supply chain in terms of raw materials, metals and minerals, energy are all in balance. And if they mean that, then I think the, you know, all these restrictions and so on uh, is not going to cause a big disruption to the world. It, you know, it's going to cause some disruption because uh, obviously, you know, less supply will push the prices. But if, if China is not using it as a weapon, uh, then I think the disruption to the global commodity market is limited. But if China is using it as a weapon and going against other countries like the U.S., then you know we, we could see pretty bad outcomes 
in the commodity market, you know, soaring commodity prices, metal prices going forward, adding to global inflation, and so on. So a lot depends on whether, as I said earlier, a rational policy can rule uh, instead of, you know, uh, sentimental reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that the US hasn't retaliated yet. And um, Janet Yellen has been saying quite a few positive things at the um, G20. So it'll be interesting to see what way that goes. Right, as we're coming to the news, um, I've got a a quick question for you. Um, What are the key drivers for the Asian market at the moment? And what should we be looking out for, Alex? I think uh, probably China growth uh, would be the... uh Key driver for the Asian markets right now. Yeah, U.S. market actually has has already run run up a lot, and I think people are a bit concerned about the uh, Chinese growth. And, and as I've said, I think uh, the confidence towards the private sectors would be the key to watch because if China needs to go higher, probably I think uh, they would be led by those mega internet companies. So I think uh, that would be the, uh, uh, the the key one to watch in sentiment. Okay, thank you very much. Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management and Chilo, Senior Market Strategist APAC at BNP Paribas Asset Management.